Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Let's get into the teaching this morning. I want to shout out to my people at Worship Harvest Gayaza. <laughs> yeah, I, came, I came with a few of them today. What a blessing to be called to be a shepherd in this season. Amen. So this Sunday is our Thanksgiving Sunday. Amen. Amen. Every month we take off one Sunday to give thanks to God. Because when you think about it, we have so much to give thanks to God for. Yeah? The Bible says that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And that says to me that we must understand that we come from a different kingdom where thanksgiving abounds. Yeah? It's very easy to live in this world and live with complaints. That's why at your office there's a suggestion box. You know what you put in there? Complaints, queries, and uh, concerns. Complaints, queries, and concerns. Yeah? That's what you put. You won't find a Thanksgiving box in your office. Why? Because the world is prone to quarreling, to complaining, to being ungrateful. This world is so ungrateful. So ungrateful, you know? And so that is just the nature of who we are. We just don't give thanks. Yeah? If you're a parent like me, I'm always telling my daughters, what do you say? What do you say? You know, because my wife is away, this past week I took my girls out for, you know, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> I like to spoil them, especially when their mom is away. So we go out and, and they say, ah, you know, daddy, I, I take us to KFC. And I'm like, okay, okay, let's go to KFC. What, what? So we go to KFC and then they have KFC. Mm? And we're driving home. Then before we get home, now when you get into the car like this, immediately they start opening their packs of KFC and start eating. And then I'm waiting for them to say thank you. And then usually the first, the eldest, Nandi, says, thank you, daddy. Then they start saying, thank you. <laughs> then Sarah says, thank you, daddy. Then Bubbles, thank you, daddy. You know? But then sometimes she says, ah, daddy, you promised us that you'd take us to CJ's. <laughs> like, come on. You know, we've just come back from KFC. Now you're reminding me that I promised you that I was going to take you to CJ's. Then before we get home, she says, daddy, you also promised us that we'd have a family movie. I'm like, what a shock. You know? Can't you just be grateful for what you have when the fries are still in your mouth? You're thinking of CJ's and a movie. You know, that is precisely the way we are many times. That you're not thankful. You know, you're always complaining about the thing that has not gone right. Yet there's so much that is going right in your life. Today I want to invite you to remember the things God is doing. The things God has done. 
Because it's easy for us to focus on the things that are not going well. <laughs> and then you forget that there is a lot of good happening in your life. Amen. When you think about your life, think about the fact that you are part of a good church like this. Amen. Think about the fact that you have two feet of the same size. Uh-huh. You know there are people who have two feet of different sizes. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, there are people who can't wear shoes. You know? So you, you can wear your shoes and you come and give us that Moko Beni stroke right here. <laughs> it is the goodness of God. So today I'm here to draw out a thanksgiving spirit out of you. Amen. You know, this past week I spent a couple of days in the hospital because my dad has been unwell. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't go to Nairobi, you know. And it's very critical. He's actually in the high dependency unit. And so I've been spending a lot of time in the hospital, you know, dealing with, you know, the hospitals of Uganda. I almost put something in the suggestion box. <laughs> you know, and fighting with doctors and nurses and asking many questions and doing all sorts of things. And seeing my dad right there fighting for his life, you know. And I could easily complain, you know. I could easily curse and grumble and, and ask God, why are we going through this? But instead, I chose to give thanks. Yeah. I chose to give thanks that I have a father to actually look after. Oh, yes. That I have siblings who are willing to give and help towards buying medicines and clearing medical bills. I thank God that I have disciples who are flocking the hospital to check on him. Amen. It is a blessing. Yeah. One of the things I remembered while in hospital this week is that my dad paid my fees. There was never a single time when I got sent away from, from school for lack of school fees. Do you understand? Never a single time. You know, when you are a parent and you're paying school fees, then you begin to appreciate that your father paid yours. Because if you're not, you can never know. But you know, my dad paid my fees. I didn't know, I didn't know what it was like to leave school for lack of school fees. For me, before that time started, my fees was cleared in full. Amen. Now, I know that there are several other things that he didn't do. And now that I'm a father, I realize that I too fall short in many ways. But I'm thankful for the father that he was to me. Amen. Sometimes as a child, you complain about things that you don't have. You know, like my children asking for CJs when they have KFC in their mouths. You know, you forget. But today, I want us to remember. Amen. Just turn to your neighbor and tell them, remember. Remember the things God has done for you. So Psalm 105, Psalm 105 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing psalms to him. Talk of all his marvelous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those, of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. I, we are supposed to read together. Huh? Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments 
of his mouth. You know, amen. Is that it? That's verse four. Oh, verse five. Let's go. Uh huh. O seed of Abraham, his servant, your children of Jacob, his chosen ones. That's verse six. All right. So he says in verse five, remember his marvelous works which he has done. You see, forgetfulness is natural. It's natural to forget. Yeah? It's natural to forget. You will forget. Yeah? There is an entire industry built on reminding you. If you go to your Android store, if you go to your Apple store and, ta- and type in something like calendar, there are millions of apps that will come up because they are there to help you remember. You forget. You forget appointments. Do you understand? You've, I'm telling you, you forget. Some people even forget to brush their teeth. What a shock. But anyway, you, you forget because it's natural. <laughs> if that is you, I'm sorry. Um, you forget. That, that's just how you are. It's natural to forget. But let me tell you, it is divine to remember. Amen. So he says, remember his marvelous works which he has done. Because you know, God can take you through a difficult situation today. Alright? You will testify about it tomorrow. And the very next day you will complain about something else that he has not done. That is you with KFC in your mouth asking for CJs. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah? That is you. Maybe you're here and you're healthy in your body. (laughs) You're healthy, you know? You have no sickness in your body. But maybe you don't have enough money in your wallet. You had enough to bring you to church. And maybe you have to take an evangelism walk back home. Like, okay, you know, uh, you came to church, man. You're looking so dope. Sister so-and-so has spotted you. (sighs) But she just does not know that you have like six kilometers waiting for you on your way back. Yeah, and you forget that you came to church this morning, that you dressed up, that you had a great time in the presence of the Lord. That by the time you get home, you'll have 20,000 steps. <laughs> ah, yeah. We forget. So remember his marvelous works. Remember. Remember, the act of remembering is to bring back to your mind something that has happened in the past. That's what it means. Ah, that's what it means. You know? And I can tell you, as long as you're alive, God has done so many things for you. Amen. How much time do you take to remember those things? Ask yourself that question. How much time do you take to remember? One of the things I'm always fighting about, because I'm very passionate about men, and Aizuka, I I realized that the MC moment had men today. Only men, you know? And I was like, what a blessing. You know, and this morning while I was watching the Nairobi gathering, I realized that the first six people that commented were all men. (laughs) And then there were one or two ladies, and I'm like, yes, the men are rising. Mm. Yeah, the men are 
rising. And I'm very passionate about men who serve the Lord. So when I saw Ajuka MC from Worship Harvest Kungu, I was excited. Yes, that the men are rising. Yeah? So it's easy to forget. Yeah? It's easy to forget. But I want you to make a habit of remembering what God has done. Yeah? It says his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. Yeah? Many times when you're on, in a meeting like this or maybe on a Zoom call or in your missional community, they'll ask for a testimony. Apostle has challenged us to always have a current testimony. Amen? To always have a current And sometimes you have that default testimony. You know that default testimony? I thank God for life. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's a good one. It is a good one. Okay? So at the very least, if no one is putting up their hand to testify, put up your hand and thank God for life. Because it is the Lord's doing that you are alive today. Amen? So remember... Choose to remember, a couple of years ago, Pastor B3 and I set alarms on our phones. And the alarm goes off about four times and says, it says, stop and give thanks. Stop and give thanks. Yeah? The same way you need an alarm to tell you you have an appointment, a work appointment. The same way you have an alarm to tell you to... How many people used an alarm to wake up this morning? Just put your hand up. If you used an alarm... I know you probably missed it. You missed the fifth one and the sixth one, you know. Yeah. But if you used an alarm this morning, you need to learn to set an alarm to give thanks. Yeah. So forgiveness, forgetfulness is natural. Remembrance is divine. Bishop Doug has a book called Those Who Forget. Mm? Because we forget. (laughs) We forget. Yeah. But take time off to remember the good parents that God has given you. Yeah? Yeah. Remember them. Maybe you have more than two. Remember and celebrate them. Remember your spiritual parents. Worship Harvest Nalia, Apostle Mose and Pastor Ari are great parents to you and the Worship Harvest Movement. Yeah. How much do you celebrate them? You know, for us in Worship Harvest Gaza, we see him on TV and we wish he would come. Yeah. But you guys, you have him here. Every Sunday, I look at pictures and you're all surrounding him. Some of you are touching him. For us, we can't even touch the TV. (laughs) You know? If If you have a good marriage, a good husband, a good wife, that is something to give thanks to God for. Because I can tell you as a pastor, I've counseled many people whose marriages, it's like they're in a boxing ring. They are always throwing punches at each other. Oh, yeah. But if you have a good marriage like Pastor Mali here. Yeah, yeah. She'll be making one year very soon. Oh, you already did. Not yet. She's making one year soon, yeah? Yeah, you ought to give thanks to God. Yeah? I know that sometimes marriage can be so tough that you look for a thing to give thanks to God for. (laughs) You're like, wow. I thank God there's still a ring on my finger. (laughs) What's up with that, you know? But you have to get into that place to give thanks because it's not natural to give thanks amen um 
So give thanks for a good spouse. Give thanks for a good marriage. Give thanks for a good church like Worship Harvest. Amen. I mean, look around you. You guys are sitting on comfy chairs. Whether you're sitting on the brown ones or the white ones, they are still comfortable, you know? Look at you. There are tiles. I, I can lay hands on you and you, you fall down. You know? You even have a carpet. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're here. You, you haven't visited locations. I have the privilege of being a network leader, so I visit locations. I've gone to some locations where you're like, man, God, may I not be slain in this place? May I stay, you even stand like this. You don't want to be slain because you don't know how clean the floor is. You know, because it's not tiled, it's not, I mean, even at Washi Baves Gaza, we recently have got some tiling, yeah? So, so we, we like to speak BT and AT, before tiles and after tiles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So God is doing incredible things. So if you're a church like this, you ought to give thanks. Amen. What is it that God has done for you that you're forgetting? What is it? Ah, this is the time for you to think. Yeah? Think. You know, I always tell people, I, have, I drive an old car. Huh? It's an old car, but it's a good car. And every time I sit in that car and start the engine, Especially when I'm taking my daughters to school in the morning. I say, I thank God for my new car. Amen. Oh, yes. Even when I'm driving for a meeting with my workmates, I'm like, the new car is coming. This one may be old because sometimes the windows go down, sometimes they don't. You know what I'm saying? You know that kind of car? You're like, hey, what's going on? Yesterday, the windows would go down. Today, they don't. Like, the car is moody. What's going on with you? You know? But I thank God for, for, the, for, for my new car. Oh, yes, and it moves from here, to, and it's a fast one. But you don't, don't go so fast because you don't know what could fly off. Yeah? But, but, but thank God, thank God that I'm not walking, that when it rains, I don't get wet. Amen? So, <laughs> call upon his name just to say thank you. Yeah? May your thanksgiving be continuous like a tap flowing with water every morning when you wake up give thanks pastor angela challenges me a lot she has a list of a thousand things to give thanks to god for yeah a thousand things to give thanks to god for what a blessing you know you have to actually think about it because if you don't you will not realize what god has done in your life amen so don't be silent because thanksgiving is not silent Thanksgiving is loud. You speak it out. It starts from the heart and it comes out of your mouth. And it extends into even offering. Amen? It extends into offering. Because in the Old Testament, these people would give thanks to God and they would come with sacrifices. So give, get into the habit of giving a thanksgiving offering. Amen? This morning, I came with a special offering for the opportunity to teach here. Hmm. Because this is my first time. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Amen. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I came with my two envelopes. Now, now you're probably saying, hey, mama, you have money. No, 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 no. It's not about the money. It's about the fact that you recognize what God is doing. Amen. You know, in February 2021, I think it was the 21st of February, 
2021, we got ordained here. It was the five of us, me, Pastor B3, Pastor Angela, Pastor Lynette, and Pastor Ari. All right? And the week leading up to our ordination, we took some time off just to fast and pray and wait on God. Just to say, hey man, God is doing something new. Eh? We're getting into something else. This is, this is something we've never experienced before. So let's just take time to wait on God in prayer, in fasting. And I remember in that season, God reminded me, because as we knelt down here, an apostle poured oil on us, anointed us, and we laid down our lives to be in the ministry. I realized in that moment that of all the five of us who are getting ordained, it was Pastor B3 and I who were a couple. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the only other couple that has gotten ordained together are the Mathersons. The Mathersons and then... No, 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 you came, you came later. Did you? Were you together? Yeah, you were together, but they, are, they came after. You understand? So for us, we're like, what a blessing to be ordained together. You know? And that was the first official ordination service in Worship Harvest. Do you understand? So we had to prepare a special offering to thank God for, for ordination. And you know, between me and Pastor B3, we usually ask ourselves, okay, now we need to give a special offering. Now, how much do we give? <laughs> it's like, okay, how much do we give? Now, I must confess that usually mine is lower than hers. Like, like my wife's generosity levels, they challenge me. So usually when, when there's an offering, we usually say we go with the higher amount. So for her, her amounts are usually those ends. And for me, I'm still catching up, you know. So we gave a special offering that day to thank God for calling us and putting us in the ministry. Amen. So what am I saying to you? That you must recognize what God is doing in your life. In every season, God is plotting something for you. He's working something together for your good. There's something to give, to thank, give thanks to God for. Open your eyes and see. Alright? Open your eyes and see. It's very easy to focus on what's not going well. Very easy to focus on what's not going well. Does somebody have a coin? Do you have a coin? A coin? Anybody with like a coin? What's like? Ah, I got one. Thank you. All right. This is a coin. Huh? Let, me, let me ask uh, Mali, Pastor Mali. Please come. You see this? Do you see this? So what coin is this? Come, come. This is a 500 shilling coin, all right? And you can see it. Can you close one eye? Can you see the coin? And when I bring it closer to your face, what do you see? Can you see the coin? When I bring it closer to your face? Can you see the coin? Not really. I can see it, but I can't see what's What else can you see? She can see the color of the coin. So the closer I put it to her face, she gets to a point where the, all she sees is the coin. Yeah? But when I move back, she gets to see a lot more. Everything around the coin. She can see me. She can see the lights. She can see the background here. She can see the speakers. That's what life is like. If this coin is a difficult time, 
when you bring it closer to you, it's all you see. It's all you see. Uh, please take it back in um, Pastor Steve the Rev's offering. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all you see. Do you see what I mean? So, every one of us is going through trials, difficult times. At some, the Bible says, uh, um, I'm trying to, this is the part where the scripture just disappears. You know, no, no, but he says, he says, many other afflictions, thank you, Jesus, of the righteous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many, like mob, mob, like as long as you're alive, you're either on the mountaintop or in the valley. When you're on the mountaintop, the next thing is a valley. That's just the way life is. And Jesus said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yeah, many. And he says, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. It's right there, Psalm 34, verse 19. Ah, So, if you are not going through an affliction now, fasten your seatbelts, it is coming. Because now somebody is saying, I bind. Those are not my words. It's there. It's the Bible. So, it will come. Okay? But the thing you need to learn to do is to step back. Step back. Don't magnify it. Step back and see everything God has done around that thing. Around that thing. Take back, step back and see what God has done. Amen. And God is doing a new thing. Amen. Let me tell you a story. 1993, I went to Busoga College, Muiri. And I was a senior one boy, joined the school. And when I joined that school, I had actually enrolled to join Namiliango College. Dr. Isowa is, is, is from Namidiango College. And I had filled my forms to join Namidiango College. And I sat my P7 and I passed. And then in that season, there was an accident in Namidiango College and they, they were bullying a boy and they beat him and he died. They punished him and he died in his sleep. It was in the papers, front news headline, Namidiango boy dies of bullying. My mom got me by the hand like this. Took me back to my primary school. Called my headmaster and said, bring those job forms. Change your choice. <laughs> yeah. And then I changed from Naminango College to Busoga College, Muiri. Mm. All right. And then I joined Busoga College, Muiri. And then in my senior one, on the day one, the very day I joined the school, there were senior two boys that had been, that had been uh, told to welcome the senior ones, okay? So I go to school, I prepare. You know, like a senior one boy in Busoga College, we used to wear white. White shirt, white shorts, socks up to the knees, black or brown shoes. Now, of course, by the time the term ends, your uniform is no longer white. It's cream tending to brown. So I show up, you know, like a typical senior one. You know senior ones, what they look like? They have the cheeky holder, which is like this. Eh? You know the cheeky holder. Eh? It's usually like green, bright green, or it's bright blue. 
orange you have and it, it goes into the pocket with usually one key one key <laughs> yeah. and then and then everything is new all the, and they are labeled so you have, you have your good name written here you know Jeremy Yemanzi big you know or sometimes you have the key around your neck and then you usually have your hair shaved because your parents are hoping that by the time the school term ends that the hair is still short do you understand so I joined senior one and I had my grab case you know like grab you know grab case that blue one the one that you you can make it in a brand you can make it Nike you can make it Adidas you can ask for it you can even put Steve the Rave on your suitcase if you want. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I had my grab case and another suitcase, and then I joined the school and they admit me. And then I come out, finish my admission, and then I meet the senior two boys and they carry my suitcase, my jerry can, and my basin. And they take me down to my dormitory and I meet a gentleman called Ham K. Oh, yes. Ah! And I knew him because we were in the same primary school together, but we weren't that close. Yeah? So he welcomes me into the dormitory and helps me settle in, and then our ah, life is good. What? We, are, we get into, into school and everything goes well. Then he comes back a few days later and leads me to Jesus. He leads me to Jesus. Yeah? Now, you must understand that I joined Busoga College Mary feeling bad that I had missed Namiliango College. But when I joined Busoga College Miri, I met the likes of Apostle Mose. I met the likes of Chris Nsubuga. I met the likes of Daniel Ruheza. I met the likes of Pastor Anthony Birulu. I met so many people in that school, and my destiny changed. Yeah? So I, I started serving God while in that school, and I served God S1, S2, S3, S4, S5. And then in S6, I became the head prefect of the school, but I also became the chairman of Scripture Union. Yeah. Now, I was a very busy student leading the school, leading the fellowship, and also doing physics, economics, mathematics, and fine art. So my life was a very busy one, and I sat my USCE exams, you know, the first, I don't remember the order of the papers. All I remember is the last paper was mathematics. Okay? Now, on the day of the math exam, you know the paper is supposed to start at nine and end at midday, and then you take a break and then you come back in the after in the afternoon. So paper one is calculus, paper two is mechanics and statistics. So we prepare for the exam and then we go into the exam room. It's quiet, you know, and then we're sitting there waiting for the scripts to be brought. You know those scripts where they say, attempt any three questions. And they give you three hours to do three questions. One per hour. What a shock. So we wait for the papers to come. Nine, we sit, we're waiting. 9.30, 10 a.m., the scripts didn't come. We were all, there was anxiety in the room. Then while we are sitting, the final exam, while we are there, we see somebody running from the administration block. Running, running, running. Then he comes to the invigilator and whispers in their ear. Then the invigilator comes and tells us, your scripts are late. So you're going to stay in this room until they come. So we stay in the room and they arrive at about 11.30. 
So we do the first exam at midday. Now you must understand that this was the last day for many of us. So we had told our parents, please be at the school at five. Don't be late than five. You have to be there by five. This is the last paper. So we started paper one at midday. We did it for three hours up to 3 p.m. And then at 3 p.m., we, the school organized lunch for us. The lunch they organized was a bottle of Coke and a chapati. What a lunch. So I remember I came out of calculus like this. Hmm? Seeing stars. I went, there was a tree in the quadrangle right there. Yeah? I sat under the tree with my classmates. We're not supposed to talk. I got my bottle of Coke and ate my chapati. Went to the toilet and walked right back in for paper two. All my plans of reading certain things between paper one and paper two, dead in the water. So I walked into paper, paper two. We started at 3 p.m. 3, 3.30, 3.30. Did paper two up to 6.30. Our parents were waiting from 5 p.m. There was a lot of anxiety in the room. So we finish and go home. And then we wait for the results, and the results come out. Now, those days, um, I know you, Washipa Vesnala, you used to Upmo's story, where he tells you how his results came out in the newspapers. What? If, should I blow you away? I had to drive to the school to get my results. So anyway, I go to the school to pick my results, and the results come out, and I had an A. Yeah, that's the right response. A. So I had an A in fine art. Why are you laughing? Ah. I had an A. Okay, 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 okay. Let me finish my story. The media team has given me like 12 minutes, like really. Yeah. Then I had a B in economics. Amen. I had a D in physics. And, eh, what a shock. And I had, in my math exam, I had an F. Moment of silence for my F. F, F is fast. Seek fast the kingdom of God. <laughs> so listen. So I went to, I, I got my results and I couldn't believe it. I remember when I got to the school, my teacher, one of the teachers, I think he was the deputy headmaster, he said, Piemanzi, you failed. Why do Christians always fail? How can you fail when you're the head prefect and you're the chairman of scripture union? I was broken. So I got my results. I went home. I showed it to my parents and my dad said, these are not your results. Like a good father. He says, we must go to UNEB tomorrow and file a complaint. I'm like, yes, daddy, let's go. <laughs> so we went, we went, we went to UNEB and applied to have my scripts remarked. Yeah. So they told us, now there's paper one, paper two, you have to pay 30,000 for paper one, 30,000 for paper two, and a basic fee of 30K. Now, you must understand that that was a lot of money. So my dad pays. 
and we start the journey of ping-ponging between Unebin and Tinder and Busoga College Mary waiting for my results. That went on for about a month. Eventually, someone at Uneb had mercy on us and said, your results are here. So I went in and found a guy and he said, my dad had made a lot of noise because they had been tossing us. Eventually, the guy opens his drawer, pulls out a file from down there, slams it on the table, opens. What's your name? What's your index number? He looks, looks, looks. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And says, oh, it's still an F. And he closes it. <laughs> Did I refund the money? Did I refund the money? Did I ask them to remark again? So I went home, very destroyed, very distraught, sad. Now you must understand that I had applied to be an architect. Architecture was my dream. I couldn't get it with, with an F in math. My second choice was BCom. I couldn't get it with an F in math. My third choice was Bachelor of Commerce. I couldn't get it with, a, with an F in math. I qualified for a Bachelor of Industrial and Fine Arts mm. on government sponsorship. Then I was like, Fuchs, at least I get a course. Then when the results, you know, usually every year they increase the cutoff points. So when the cutoff points came out, they had increased them by 0.3 above what I got. So even my hopes of being a government student went up in smoke. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I became numb. And then I went and talked to my dad and he said, you know what? It's okay. Apply to be a private student. I will pay your fees. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up at the university, did a Bachelor of Industrial and Fine Art, and by the time I finished that course, I was one of the top students in School of Fine Art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And before I left the university, I got a job. So, God turned this thing around and I have never had no work. I have always had work. I embraced that opportunity. I went to the university. I worked hard. I passed. I got a job. I've had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. You know? That is my story. You know? And I thank God for that because God is able to turn your afflictions around. You must be able to give thanks to him. Amen. Now, you can imagine I'm only on verse 2 and I have like 7 minutes. So in verse 2 he says, sing to him, sing praises to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. I've just been talking right now of all his wondrous works. Telling you of the things he's doing in my life. Yeah? You can either talk or you can sing, you know. You can testify of all his wondrous works because God is always at work. Amen. You know, in verse 3, he says, Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Thanksgiving must fill your heart. Don't allow sadness, bitterness to fill your heart because you are focused on that coin and you can't see anything else. Yeah? Focus on the things that God is doing in your life because there's a lot that God is doing. I know that when you're going through the valley and it's dark, you cannot see what is ahead of you. But God is doing a new thing. Amen. 
Yeah? So remember that you are God's mouthpiece to give thanks. Yeah? Make his greatness known. Tell of the things that he has done. Amen. In verse 4, he says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Every time you go into the presence of God, start with thanksgiving. Don't start with complaining. Sometimes, we, I'm telling you, your prayer life is full of complaints. It can be full of complaints. At the moment you step into the presence of God, you say, Okuyomba. In the presence of God. The Bible says, Psalm 100 verse 4. Psalm 100 verse 4. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That is how you access the presence of God. You enter with that. Thanksgiving is the password into the presence of God. And then it says, unto, into his courts with praise. Then it says, be thankful to him and bless his name. Verse 5. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. One of the things I'm grateful to God for is his mercy. Every morning, brand new mercies. Maybe you messed up yesterday. Today, mercies are new. Amen. You see, the only person who remembers your sin is you. Yeah. And you always have the devil to remind you. That is it. That's the truth. He says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So you're the one reminding God. <laughs> it is you reminding God. With the help of the devil. He has removed your transgressions. Amen. Then in verse 5, he says, Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Amen. It is divine to remember. Amen. Remember, maybe you're in a marriage that is going bad and you have literally given up on it. Focus on what God is doing in this moment. It can be very hard to see what I'm telling you. Sometimes you have to work so hard to see what God is doing. But once you look closely, you will see that God is doing something. Amen. So thanksgiving keeps us mindful of all the good God does. When we don't give thanks, we forget and we take a lot for granted. Amen. I want you to take some time, Worship Harvest Nalia and the people online, to write down some of the things that God has done for you. I want you to call to remembrance the things that God has done for you. In first. Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18 it says rejoice always in everything give thanks give thanks why for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you if you ever want to know what God's will is for your life it is two things rejoice always give thanks rejoice always give thanks on the good day, on the bad day. Rejoice always. Give thanks. Amen. That is God's will for you. Amen. In Psalm 6 verse 5. Psalm 6 verse 5. He says, For in death there is no remembrance of you. 
in the grave who will give you thanks yeah in the grave there's no thanksgiving wow yeah one day you will wake up and you're not alive yeah 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 so, somebody told me that the first thing that happens to people who die is they get shocked they're like eh, you mean my time is up and i'm told you can see your body there then you see yourself here and you're wondering what's going on and you see people weeping and you don't know so so you it's when i say you'll wake up and find yourself you'll be shocked you understand and in that moment you can't give thanks so that's why we give thanks now. That's why we sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, we give thanks now. In the grave, there's no thanksgiving. Yeah. Another verse that I love is Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 18 to 19. And it says, thus says the Lord, behold, I will bring the captivity of Jacob's tents and have mercy on his dwelling places the city shall be built upon its own mound and the palace shall remain according to its own plan then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry yeah i will multiply them and they shall not diminish i will also glorify them and they shall not be small out of their mouths out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who make merry thanksgiving is hard it's a voice amen it is hard thanksgiving proceeds out of you thanksgiving is intentional amen it proceeds from your heart through your mouth it extends into generosity and giving to god for the things he has done when you live a life of thanksgiving you will not be small god will multiply you you will not diminish he will glorify you because you have chosen to recognize the things that he has done amen I want you to understand that the bad things are not done by God. They are done by the devil. The good things are done by God. Do you believe that? When you focus on the bad things, you are glorifying the other guy. But when you focus on the things that he has done, you're glorifying Jesus. Amen. Worship Avesnalia, I'm inviting you to make a decision this morning to live a life of thanksgiving to take time every end of the day to remember what god has done for you in the day to have an attitude of thanksgiving at all times amen maybe your business isn't doing as well as you thought maybe you are is you're on the run from you are like you can still give thanks that they recognize you oh <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. they recognize that your contribution is necessary for this nation yeah so make a decision to give thanks amen i'll end this morning with isaiah 12 
verse 4 to 5. Give me the ESV version. The ESV version. It says, And you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Amen. Do you receive that word today? Amen. Do you receive it? If you receive it, I want you to get up on your feet right now and just begin to give thanks to God for the things that he has done. You can lift up those hands to him right now because he is here. You can worship him for his faithful. He has loved you. He has provided for you. He's given you good health. He's given you a family. He's given you healthy children. He's given you everything you need. He has put you in a good church like this. He has given you a good shepherd in Apostle Mose and Pastor Ari. Come on, worship harvest. Give the Lord thanks because he is good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We just worship you, God. We exalt your name for all the things that you've done. Father, we just worship you, King of glory, for the blessing of being in your presence today. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for us. Thank you for all that you continue to do. Thank you because even our trials, they come to make us strong. Thank you, Lord, because you're doing a good thing for us. Thank you because you're moving us into a good land. Thank you because you're moving us into a good land. Thank you because, King of glory, you are working our lives like never before. Father, we thank you, Jesus, because we will make known your deeds among the people. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We glorify your name. We give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to make a special invitation. Yeah? Because I recognize that in a gathering like this, there are people who don't know Jesus. Yeah? You're not born again. You've never had the privilege of saying yes to Jesus. You've never had the opportunity to say, you know what, God, I'm a sinner who needs you. I want to receive you today. Today, I want to extend that invitation to you. Because I can tell you that your life is never complete without Jesus. Amen. Your life is never complete without Jesus. So if you are here and you want to get born again, you're like, I want to try this Jesus that you're talking about. I recognize the joy and the excitement in the room. I recognize the happiness and the love. I want to be part of this family. I want to be part of the family of God. I want to invite you right now just to put up your hand if you're there. Just put it up boldly. Let's say, it's me. I want to walk with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody? I know you are there. You want to get born again today. The Bible talks about how this is the day of your salvation. This is the day, this one. Amen. 
Is there anyone over there in the gallery you want to receive Jesus? Just put your hand up right now. There, 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 there. Hey! Hallelujah! Please come, just come. Come to the front. If you're a neighbor, you can help them come. Bring them. Yes, there he is. Come on, let's clap our hands and celebrate him. Oh, yes! Bless the name of Jesus. Yes, number two. Come on now. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Another one. Uh-huh. Number three. Where are you? Number three, we are waiting for you. Where are you? Ah, where is number three? There's more. I know there are more. There are more people. And I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the people that are going to give their lives to you this moment. Hallelujah. There's not there's somebody else you want to give your life to Jesus. I'm telling you, try Jesus. Try, try. Is he here? Oh no, no, no. All right. Try Jesus. You have nothing to lose. Nothing. So much to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah. Are you there? Eh? Ah, yeah. No, I know you're there. Just turn to your neighbor. Turn to that neighbor who is looking very busy and looking very spiritual right now. Yeah, yeah. Turn them and ask them, are you born again? Tell them, Jesus loves you. And I want to walk with you to the front. If you're, if you're afraid, I know it can be scary, but I want to walk with you to the front. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Have you asked them? Ask, ask, ask the other one. The one on your left, the one on your right, the one behind, the one in front of you. Ask. There are more people. There are some ladies as well who want to give their lives to Jesus. Please, just come, put up your hand and come to the front. Bring, bring them. Bring them. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord forever you are mine yeah there she is <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 blessed be your Lord. hey sing I will bless the Lord at all times I will bless welcome Lord at all times I will bless the privilege eh, of being the conductor for heaven yeah yeah and I can tell you that my taxi is not full do you understand are you so moved where are you where are you where are you I'm waiting for you let's go let's go this is the taxi to heaven don't miss don't miss I'm waiting for you <laughs> yeah I know there are more people who have to give their lives to Jesus today and I tell you I can really insist yeah so ask your neighbor again. Okay, tell them, can I go with you? 
That is equivalent to paying your taxi fare. Yeah? Like Tugende, let's go. Yeah? Tugende, let's go, let's go, let's go. There are more people. And I thank God for this gentleman who has just come. Can I shake your hand? Ah, yeah. There are more people. The taxi is leaving. Where are you? Let's sing that song again. I will bless the Lord at all times. If you're born again, eh, put your hand up like this. If you're born again. You see? Every one of those people has made this decision. If your hand is not up, it's you we are waiting for. I'm telling you this is no small thing. Yeah, it's no small thing. If, you, if your hand is not up, you are my passenger. Ah, I'm not leaving. I'm staying on this stage until you come because I'm taking these guys to Jesus this morning. <laughs> I'm taking them to Jesus this morning. Yeah. It's a free ride. It's a free ride. So if your hand is not up, I'm waiting for you. Come on now. Yeah, just look around you. If, if your neighbor's hand is not up, tell them, ah, can I walk with you? Ah, yes. <laughs> Blessed be your I'm waiting for you. Bless the Lord at all times. is getting delayed. Anybody up there who wants to give their lives to Jesus? Anyone? In the gallery up there? Anybody? Are you sure? Because this is it. This is the day of your salvation. This is the moment that God has ordained for you to give your life to Him. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. This is it. This is it. Amen. Anybody else? Right. Okay, let's clap our hands for our brothers and our sisters. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Welcome. I'd like you to put your hand on your chest like this. All right. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be born again. Amen. And this Jesus will come into your life. And he will begin to direct your life. Amen. I'm still looking around for my extra passenger. <laughs> yeah. Nicodemus, are you there? Yeah, yeah I'm waiting for you. <laughs> All right. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Take my life. And do something meaningful with it. Today I make this decision. That you are my savior. And my lord. In Jesus name. Now put up your right index finger like this. 
right index finger and said, Devil, Devil. This, is it. this is it. Anything between me and you is over. Anything in between me and you. Today I'm breaking up with you. I am going with Jesus. I belong to him. And I will serve him only. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's clap our hands and celebrate this gentleman and this lady. Welcome. Welcome once again to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. And Father, we declare that these ones, these little ones who have said yes to you will not be snatched from your kingdom and from your hand in Jesus name. All right, please, you can go with him. Yeah? Pastor Trevor, that's his name. All right, go with Pastor Trevor. He's going to get some details from you because we want to make sure that you continue to grow in the faith. Amen. All right, worship harvest Nalia and everybody online, just put your hands up like this. Put your hands up, both your hands up. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for the work that you are doing in our lives. I pray that, Lord, today you will give us a heart of thanksgiving. That in the midst of every trial, every difficult time, we will maintain a posture of praise, a posture of thanksgiving in all things. Father, may your name continue to be glorified. Father, I release the healing power upon anyone that is sick in this place. I rebuke sickness and disease. Because you have taken it from the midst of us. It has no place in us. And I declare that you are healed. I declare that you are well. I declare that you are whole in Christ Jesus. Because if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.